Her buttocks pointed in my direction, blocked sight of all the rest of her, but her position made my not hungry and my flight down the final set of stairs all the easier. This last would be the difficult part. All along this lower staircase, bunches of drying greenery hung flower side down, wafting lovely fragrances all round my head, announcing my descent into the world of the apothecary. The entire ground floor, inside and out, was dedicated to the herbal arts. The storeroom and drying room into which the staircase emerged was piled bottom to top with barrels and crates, giant jars and boxes that, through their pungent odors as much as their lettering, sang of exotic lands and mysterious spices. But I could not linger here. My devious plan took me outside to the garden— Papa's apothecary garden. I suppose it was mine as well. I was more than useful amidst vegetation. Owned great knowledge of it, took much pleasure in it. This morning, however, I would shamelessly exploit it, even destroy a part of it, for my selfish purposes. But it was spring, a fresh, glorious, sun-spangled morning, and it was not my scheduled day for gathering plants in the wild, ones that either refused to grow in our garden or ones that needed restocking, either by seed or seedling. I had to be outdoors this day. I'd woken with my blood racing and my lungs aching for the crisp, moist air that could only be found near running water. I knew Papa needed me at the shop. There were countless poultices to be pounded this day, Seeds to be ground into fine powder, decoctions to be mixed for our neighbors who so depended on Ernesto, the well-loved apothecary of Vinci. There being no physician or surgeons in our tiny village, he had treated the wealthiest landowners and the poorest farm workers alike. He was even distinguished as a worker of the occasional miracle. I walked in his golden shadow, beloved child in the image of her sorely missed mother good-natured young neighbor who was always willing to run an errand or lend an ear to a bit of complaining and not much of a gossip. I hurried to a corner of the garden where I knew the verbena to grow. There it was, a fine, healthy clump growing in the loamy earth near the garden wall. Before I allowed myself to ponder my wickedness, I gave a final surreptitious glance around me, grasped the base of the greenery, and ripped out the clump roots and all. Stowing it in a waxed cloth bag, I stuffed it in my herb sack and stood. I straightened my skirts and brushed off some small clods of earth that had fallen on my bodice. As I cleaned myself, I could not help but notice the size of my breasts, an altogether new development, one that I suspected had more than a little to do with my recent untoward wildness. Herb sack over my shoulder, I came back through the storeroom and doing my best to calm myself, envision myself as the dutiful, truthful daughter I had always been, I let myself in through the back door of Papa's apothecary shop. With its shelves of herbs and jars of potions, bottles of leaves and barks and spices, it was a simple and humble workplace. It was small, for the house itself was small, as most of the four-story homes in Vinci were, and twice as long as it was wide. If a family had a business, it would be found, like Papa's shop, 
on the ground floor in the front, facing the street. An easy and graceful exit was not to be mine this day. Signora Grasso was sliding a basket of ripe tomatoes across the counter at Papa with a grateful smile. Grateful, I wondered, for the cure he had provided for her daughter's liver flux, or for accepting his payment in vegetables. Caterina, beautiful child, she called out at the sight of me. I tell you, Ernesto, she is growing more lovely every day, the image of her mother. She looked me up and down so carefully, one would have thought she was buying a horse. But I must say she has your height, though there are some men who might not mind a tall girl. Is there anything else I can help you with today, Signora? Papa said, in that soothing, unrushed fashion the townspeople loved so much. He was, indeed, a long, lanky man with the air of...